Hey beauties, welcome to the Clean Beauty Podcast. Did you know that unlike most everything else in America, cosmetics are not regulated? This means that corporations can use thousands of potentially harmful ingredients that I personally know can cause health problems. I'm your host, Cassandra McClure. I've been in the beauty business for over 10 years as a celebrity makeup artist that advocates for safer and more sustainable cosmetics. Join me each week for important news, exclusive interviews, and more on the clean beauty revolution. This episode is sponsored by Altitude Summit. It's a conference and community of thousands of women influencers and entrepreneurs in creative fields from around the world. Join me as I speak on clean beauty in Palm Springs from March 24th through 29th, 2019. It's a landmark year for Alt Summit, and a flagship conference will mark 10 years of 15 sold-out events. This year, we're going big. It's the premier conference for creative entrepreneurs and stylish social media influencers. At this conference, you'll find classes and information for a broad range of skill levels. Whether you've designed a product like me, or you just started your Instagram account, the Alt Summit is for you. They're doubling the time frame with six days of content and tripling the size with over 2,000 expected attendees. I cannot wait to see you there. Be sure to go on to altitudesummit.com slash registration to get your ticket today and use the code SPARK at checkout. S-P-A-R-K. That'll get you $50 off. See you in Palm Springs. Hello, beauties. Today we have Miranda Meisenbach. She is a friend of mine. She's in a Rising Tide Silicon Valley chapter. She also is a wedding stylist coordinator. We've done styled shoots together, and she travels all over the place to for weddings and events, and she is just so amazing. She's helped with the Sustainable Project. That's actually how we met. She helped um, Stephanie and I launch our first uh, event in San Francisco at the SF Design Center. And ever since we just hit it off and re- became friends. And she's actually one of the only sustainable uh, coordinators that I've ever met. And so I love everything that she's doing. We just recently went to Wedding MBA together, we roomed together. So I consider her my new bestie and I love it. And um, whenever she's in town, she visits and she's moving back to California, right? Yep. Yep. I'm actually in South Lake Tahoe right now, um, reverse snowboarding myself. So it's been an adventure for sure. So exciting. I'm working with Bob Kozma and we um, just got off the phone a little while ago and he were planning a styled shoot out in Tahoe. And I was like, yes, let's do it. He has like a a vacation rental house out there. And so I was like, yes, any excuse to go to Tahoe, I'm in. And he's so amazing. So I'll have to have you work on that with us. But anyways... Um, okay, let's give everyone a little bit of background on you, where you're from, talk about your fam, just kind of like who you are, and um, we'll go from there. Yeah, cool. Um, I, as you mentioned, am a uh, wedding and event coordinator, stylist, designer, kind of all around um, person. I own and run my company, which is Mira Events and Design, um, also going by Mira Wed. Um, we're in the midst of a rebrand, which I'll get to a little bit later. Um, I have two children. 
And they are the reason why I'm in this industry to begin with. I was a young mom, um, single mom, didn't really have a lot of options of where exactly I would be able to work. And I kind of just fell into events. And I'm so glad I did um, because I absolutely love it. So it's very true. Once you start enjoying you know, what you do and becoming good at it, it becomes your passion. And so that's where I got to where I am today. Um, after about starting my business in 2008, and being in business for uh, coming up on 10 years, this was a couple of years ago, I started doing a little bit of soul searching. I actually moved from my home, um, home region, hometown, Las Gatas, California. We were servicing San Francisco, Napa, Carmel, Monterey, coming up here a little bit to Tahoe. Uh, and I, I was just kind of in the position of, of figuring out what I wanted to do. I felt like we were just constantly working, making these huge, amazing events and it would all happen so fast and it would happen so big, like a big firework. And then after it was over, it was kind of just like, okay, all right, uh, on to the next one. So I was really trying to find a way for myself as a professional, um, selfishly, this all started really <laughs> to, to get a little bit more fulfillment out of our work and what we were doing. And so since that point, I started learning a lot more about what it goes into the concept of sustainability and sustainable development. Um, I went back to college. Um, I started taking classes at ASU. This is when I expanded my business to Arizona in um, fall of 2015. Um, wanted to kind of just get a, you know, a fresh lease on life and see what other options might be out there career-wise. So I started taking interdisciplinary courses, um, kind of just a little bit of everything, trying to see where I wanted to go with my studies, with my career, with my life. And I really just found a home and the idea of sustainability and the whole study of it. And that really invigorated me to come back and take another look at my business and my industry, the wedding and special event industry, and see what we were doing as an industry to become sustainable, to help promote a more sustainable future in a variety of ways. And I realized that there really wasn't much happening. So I decided right then and there that I was going to continue along my career path. I was going to keep planning, keep designing, but keep sustainability in the forefront of my and my company's you know, efforts and, and focuses. And so since then, it's been this incredible journey of just kind of like it's like feeling in the dark because you don't really have a lot to work with. This industry is is not known for sustainability. It's not known for, you know, keeping things um, in a long-term view. It's known for, you know, again, that firework of, of event and explosion and color and flowers and all this fun stuff. And then it's over and you clean up and you do it all over again. So what could we do as an industry to, to become more sustainable? So that's been kind of my mission and my thought process over the last few years. And thanks to people like you, Cassandra and Steph and the sustainable project, and just a bunch of people who are super interested in seeing what we can do as an industry. There have been so many awesome opportunities that have come up. So um, that's where I'm at today. Uh, as you mentioned, I decided to go ahead and try to plant some roots up here in Lake Tahoe. Um, before any of us even started, I was getting, you know, more than 50% of our weddings basically since like 2014 have been up in Tahoe. It's a gorgeous place. Definitely a lot of people that have um, a good mindset for sustainability, for events that have an impact or create less of an impact, depending on which way you look at it. So I feel like we're in a good place. But as you said, you know, we're still traveling all over the Western region, even nationally, um, coordinating and designing for people that want to have events with a purpose. So that's where I'm at today. 
That's awesome. So, you know, I'm, I'm engaged still, and we're still looking at all these things. So as a bride, um, to be, what would you say are, are a few places to start? Because I feel like in the same sense with clean beauty, people get really overwhelmed at the thought and already, you know, they're, they usually only do this once people only get married once if they're lucky (laughs) and, um, they're looking to, um, plan a wedding and they're thinking, okay, I want to be eco-conscious. I want to be sustainable. How would they do that? What would you recommend and what have you done? Um, and yeah. So I think one really important thing to remember is that sustainability is not exclusive to environmentalism. I think that's the the biggest thing. People look at sustainability and of course they want to be clean. They want to be zero waste and that's amazing. And I definitely support that, but it can be really hard to do in this industry. Um, Again, we're looking at one day things. So I think as a bride or as anybody who's looking to host an event, in order to kind of keep from being totally overwhelmed by the options or even sometimes the lack of options when you're attempting to be what you might consider to be quote unquote sustainable is to realize that sustainability is actually a three pronged concept. It has three massive pillars that hold up what is true sustainability. Um, Again, environmentalism, um, being environmentally aware, being green, that's obviously a huge part of it. That is one of the pillars. The other two are related to social sustainability, social responsibility, and um, economic sustainability. And those can mean a variety of different things. So when we're in an industry that, again, is really trying to take a step forward, there's not a lot um, of really clear information out there. I would say as a bride to consider what different impacts your choices and planning are going to make. If you can't find a venue that is a completely eco-friendly venue, provides zero waste, does the full farm to table thing, that's okay because you know what? Not a lot of those really exist right now. There's just simply not a lot of opportunity for venues to be completely 100% sustainable. And let's be honest, we are in an industry where aesthetic and design and looks are very important. Sometimes when the venues are like, oh yeah, we're totally sustainable, it's because they're a farm and there's cows next to you. And you're like, this is not where I want to get married. So don't fret. There's still a ton of ways that you can employ the concepts of sustainable development into your wedding. So one thing to look at, again, going back to the three pillars is, um, is your ability to be socially conscious within your your wedding planning. So what does that mean? That means working with vendors that are offer price integrity. They're not trying to undercut. They're trying to sustain. This is economic as well, of course, but you know, they're really making sure that they're providing a solid foundation um, for their business. They're not undercutting market prices. They're not trying to be the cheapest vendors and just do a fly-by-night operation. They have roots in their communities. They give back. They have you know, a connection to the community that's around them. Um, there are a ton of ways to go about this. One of my favorite things to send people to is a site called The Good Beginning, and they are a wedding registry for charities. A lot of couples, especially millennials nowadays, we're not really into the whole China pattern thing. We're not really into, you know, registering for uh, an exclusively, you know, luxurious set of sheets. Although, you know, I mean, I do love a good set of sheets, so I, I'm not going to dissuade from that. But if you're like, you know what, I'm really not interested in having this full-blown bed, bath, and beyond registry, 
you can actually register to have your guests donate to various charitable causes on behalf of your wedding. And it's just as concise, just as neat, just as easy to operate as any other online registry. Um, doing some other type of charitable donation, whether you do like a cash donation thing at your wedding, you know, the tip jars that would, you know, I mean, you still want to tip your bartenders, of course, but maybe you have something else. Instead of the envelopes of cash that people generally give to the bride and groom, maybe that gets transitioned to go to a homeless shelter. So there's ways to really promote the idea of giving back and social responsibility within your wedding. Um, so again, working with vendors that have some type of sustainable or sorry, social responsibility factor to them. They have price integrity. They're licensed and insured. You're working with companies that are paying back into the government. Again, this also bleeds into economic um, responsibility as well. So they're making sure that they're, you know, an accountable business. Again, they're a reputable not just reputable with Yelp reviews, but again, that they're licensed, insured, they're part of their community, they're giving back in an economic standpoint. Women or minority-owned businesses, supporting those types of vendors are huge. Um, we, as women, as you know, girl, like we got to fight, right, for every single piece of success that we get harder than the men do. And what better way to support women than to engage into, you know, businesses that are run by women. And luckily, the wedding industry is inundated with them. We have so many female entrepreneurs in the wedding industry. You've got planners, designers, florists, caterers. I mean, there's so many amazing badass women that are out there killing it in the wedding game because they love the idea of making people happy because that's something that I feel like we as women do really well. So you can definitely support businesses like that um, to, to promote, again, more sustainability. You're bringing money into a pocket of area that's not necessarily well supported. So again, I'm sorry, I kind of bleeded a little bit between the social responsibility and the economic sustainability factors, but those are two equally as important factors to having a sustainable event, just like choosing really good um, environmental options as well, which I think everyone kind of has an idea of what that looks like now, you know, knowing where the food from your caterer is coming from, trying to do farm to table as much as possible, um, buying things, food um, that is grown locally so that we're not working with a lot of carbon um, offsets or sorry, a lot of carbon footprint from the um, transportation of like your meats, your produce, your vegetables and things like that. I mean, in California, hello, we grow food for like two thirds of the country, if not more. So we have so many amazing um, foods and vegetables and, and all types of things that are grown nearby. Same with flowers. Um, using floral designs that don't have floral foam in them is a huge, huge, huge piece of the environmental component of sustainability. So there are so many different ways that you can integrate everything that you consider for your wedding and make it sustainable. You just have to know kind of when to widen and when to narrow your search so that you're not totally overwhelmed with, you know, what people are telling you is sustainable. You have to kind of still go with what makes you happy, but at the same time, know that just because in a company is considering themselves green does not necessarily mean that they're being sustainable in the economic or the social sectors. So lots and lots okay. of stuff. So there's social and then eco. And then what's the third one? Uh, so social, economic, and environmental. Environmental. Okay. 
Got it. And then what, um, because at our sustainable project event, one of my favorite parts was the, the plates and the, and the silverware and stuff. What, what was that company or what was the that idea? Company was, yeah, that company was Mika Pack, M-I-K-A-P-A-K. Um, what's funny is that they contacted me, gosh, like six, five, six years ago. And I was completely blown away by the concept of the fallen palm leaf, you know, press plates, um, which is what they offered. And so they're completely biodegradable, completely compostable, which is amazing. And other companies that are slightly larger um, have taken that concept and made it even more aesthetic and design oriented. So I will credit Mika Pack as being one of the originals, one of the OGs. But I think that there are companies that have really taken the idea of making something like that more applicable to this industry. Um, so yeah, those are super, super cool and you know, really kind of fun and unique still. Um, it doesn't necessarily fit with every event aesthetic, but it's definitely something very, very cool to integrate into your events. Awesome. Great. So what do you have like a few venues off the top of your head that like name drop that you could say that you know that do that go above and beyond with like I don't know what are some of the things water conservation like I mean at wineries are we talking I know Nathan and I were looking at some places in Napa and they claim to be sustainable but it, it, even for me it was a little overwhelming to kind of look into so do you do you have any like favorite places or um, places to start, or is there like a website that you can go on to, to find these things? Honestly, I'm kind of in the same boat that you are. It's really interesting when people see us as being a sustainable company, they reach out and they, I'm not saying they're lying by any means, but you know, they're like, Oh, we're a sustainable venue or we're sustainable this or that. Again, it's really hard to be fully, truly sustainable. So it kind of just comes down to your priorities. Wineries are actually a, a pretty awesome place to to support the idea of sustainability. Um, I know Napa and Sonoma have a ton of venues. I, I honestly couldn't give you one venue up there that I'm like, yeah, they are completely 1000% sustainable. But when you think of like what the function of a winery is, they are utilizing their properties and, you know, their irrigations and obviously, you know, giving you um, the fruit quite literally of their crop. Um, so that is a very sustainable concept. So I definitely recommend wineries as a, a very, uh, as close to being as sustainable as possible at this stage in the game. Um, there is a venue that I've worked at for a couple of years, um, up way in Northern California. Um, it's called 20 mile house and I found it kind of by accident. I used to go to camp up in that area and, um, this was like right when I started working in Round and Tahoe because it's about two hours north um, of South Lake, about an hour north of, of um, North Lake, Truckee area. But um, they are pretty darn close to sustainable in the sense that they are um, they're on a private estate. It's been in the family for generations. So you know who is owning the property. You know where the money is going. Um, it's not owned by some foreign investor or anything like that which is another huge component of sustainability, knowing who the owners are, where the money that's going into the property with all of its various forms of revenue, that's a huge part of it. Um, but they also, in addition to being a privately owned venue, 
um, you know, being in a family for generations, um, they're, they're very conscious, especially up there, you know, you gotta be careful with wildfires and, you know, they're very much out in nature and all that stuff. So they're very conscious about what they do in terms of like watering and all that stuff. But what I really like about them is that they have turned this like super tiny little touristy community and literally created this like all inclusive event venue just from what's around them. They're not going to Reno. I mean, they do sometimes. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I work there and I definitely check some stuff in for Reno because again, you gotta make the brides happy. But they have a florist that lives local and she does almost all of their weddings. And she's amazing, first of all. And second of all, you know, she they're directly supporting someone in their local community. They get their cakes from either one of the two bakeries that are in town. They have three different caterers that are exclusive to their property that all live within like, you know, 15 mile radius or so of the property and are all farm to table. So what I really like about that is that they've taken something that's not only, you know, got the environmental standpoint, but they've also involved their community and they've also, you know, involved local businesses, supporting small businesses, supporting women owned businesses, supporting all of this so that they've created something that really is a very, very functional model of, of true sustainability in my opinion. Um, so if I could name drop any of them, I would say 20 mile house is doing a, a darn good job, but I look forward to more venues being able to showcase ways that they're being sustainable. Again, not just in saying, Oh, we, you know, conserve water or we compost, but in, you know, paying their workers fair wages and, you know, making sure that they are contributing back to the community in some way, shape or form that they have a long-term plan. I think, the biggest thing about sustainability is that we tend to focus on immediate results of sustainability. What can we do right now? How is my event going to be sustainable when it happens? And that's not a bad goal, but we have to remember that true sustainability takes a really long time. Sustainability is the goal of sustainable development. So it's something that we have to just kind of continually discuss amongst ourselves, come up with new ideas, you know, and as consumers, as brides, Cassandra, make the demands, let them know this is what you would expect out of a venue. Maybe they can't provide it for your wedding, but they will damn sure think about it when it comes time to, you know, reconsider their packages and their operations in the future. I love that. Great. Um, learning so much. I'm writing down a lot of this. Um, yeah, I'm kind of just like going here. So yeah, I hope you're pen. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what are you working on right now? And like, um, is there, so there's no website to really like look these up, but is there a place, um, I mean, Honeybook is great and Rising Tide is great, but I mean, obviously not everybody is sustainable in, uh, in, in those places, but that's kind of how we found each other. But is there, um, a way for, uh, I, I, I don't want to say like how to find you because obviously we know how to find you, but like. Is there a maybe a directory of other sustainable vendors, do you think? And if not, like, we need to create that. <laughs> For sure. So there's this really sweet, awesome, talented girl named Praise Santos. She um, is a photographer by trade, and she started Ethical Weddings. She's the only person that I've actually met um, who is is working on something like that. But just like, you know, we were just discussing, it's a slow and steady process. So it's really hard, I think, for her as one person to, you know, organically, no pun intended, come up with this like really comprehensive, fully vetted list. Um, but I know that she is working on it. Her website is Ethical Weddings. I think it's Ethical Dash Weddings. Um, 
I was actually featured there. I wrote an article on the pillars of sustainability as they pertain to the special events industry um, that was published um, in, I believe, late summer of 2018. And um, it got a lot of positive feedback. And I was just super excited to chat with someone like-minded. As you know, you know, it's super inspiring when you know that someone else is just as passionate about something as you are. So I would say that she's, she's doing a good job on things, but I think it's really going to take, you know, a whole mobilized unit of people like, you know, like HoneyBook, like Rising Tide, um, even, you know, the NACE and WIPAs and ACPWC, all of these amazing organizations in, in the events industry. I think they're slowly but surely realizing that sustainability is not a trend. It is not a fad. It is something that is here to stay. And we're going to start expecting as vendors and as brides and consumers some really reliable resources for finding for finding our way through special event planning, you know, with sustainability in mind. So to answer your question about what we're doing, um, my number one thing and my call to action, if I can make one on, on this whole thing, is just for people to continue having conversations. At this point, again, there's really not a lot of hard, you know, strong moves that we can make that are definitely going to secure sustainability in the future, but we can definitely have conversations. Um, again, as brides, talk to your vendors, let them know that this is what you are hoping for. This is what you would like to see. Again, if it's not going to be for your event or wedding, it could be for somebody else's and you're doing your part to perpetuate the growth of sustainability and sustainable development. So that's what I'm definitely doing right now is just continuing to have conversations, looking for opportunities to collaborate. Um, we did in um, 2017 publish um, our first holiday design style guide that was geared towards working with sustainable vendors. Um, again, focusing on local areas, we focused on San Francisco, um, wine country, Tahoe area, and then Phoenix, Arizona. Um, so we came up with a style guide for how to possibly design or gift for your table for the holiday season um, while keeping sustainability in mind. Again, working with local businesses, small businesses, minority or women-owned businesses, businesses that you know had environmental standards, um, a, a social contribution you know factor, et cetera. We didn't get to do this for 2018, but I would really like to make that a priority for, for fall and winter of 2019. So definitely looking to find vendors, um, suppliers, makers, you know, people that are, are just as engaged in sustainable development as we are to showcase products, services, et cetera. I would like to eventually start a style guide as well for just general weddings and events, publish that once a year and um, do styled shoots and, and other creative projects with vendors that are using, you know, upcycled materials or, you know, are working alongside um, a, a good example. Actually, my friend Jen is an amazing artist. She is the art teacher at a um, inner school or inner city public school in Oakland. And she has told me so many stories about the kids that she teaches and just how amazing they are and how resilient they are. Because as you can imagine, a lot of them come from, you know, really less than desirable backgrounds. Um, so I've been talking forever and would love to finally see put in action about doing some kind of collaborative project, um, creative projects. So seeing kids in that kind of environment um, who use art as an outlet to maybe escape their circumstances, to be able to participate in some of these amazing events that we see in the industry. 
um, like Blueprint Studios, you know, they're so well known for doing these incredible murals and art installations. Like how cool would it be if they were able to link up with kids that are in programs like that and really showcase their art and bring that, you know, um, social factor into the design that they're doing. So all of those types of collaborations are things that I would love to do and see you know, at the end of the day, clients take precedence. So these passion projects tend to be put on hold, but those are definitely things that I am looking to, to focus a little bit more on in the future. In addition to, again, just continuing to find vendors who are like-minded so that we can continue to provide our clients with as many resources as possible to make their events sustainable and, and, and beautiful and fun and memorable and, and not necessarily sacrifice anything that, that people would want out of their events or weddings. Um, but really just bring a little bit more meaning, a little bit more, um, a little bit, I guess a little bit less guilt, if I may say so. Um, cause I feel like a lot of brides and grooms, especially millennials nowadays were like, my gosh, student loans and housing costs and all these different things. It's all so expensive. Like how can I possibly, you know, allow myself to indulge in this day. Well, you should still do that because it's your day and it's a huge celebration. Like marriage is huge and love is what makes the world go around. And we'll never stop believing in love. So if we can find ways to help people celebrate in a way that makes them feel more comfortable, um, you know, is a little bit more conscientious of these different, you know, factors towards sustainability, then um, that's where I'm going to put my focus as a professional going forward. I love it. So this is um like making me think about Alt Summit because they were really trying to bring in more um, clean and sustainable vendors, which is how I got in for sure. Um, they've never had anyone on clean beauty. Um, and I just got my uh, information for my, my portion at the, at the event, but, um, it makes me wonder if they, I know that they need like so much help. It's like a, it's like seven, six days long in Palm Springs. So maybe you can, or I can link you up with, um, one of the directors there to, to talk to them about coming on. I have like a whole team coming now. So I'd love to kind of have you, um, on board, especially for our installation. Like I'm already thinking of like our signage and the, I, we're doing, I'm bringing in a computer to do like a, a slide. So I'm not like wasting like a lot of things, but I'm working on a bunch of stuff right now that I want to talk to you about later. So anyways, okay. So I do want to talk to you about cards as well. So what do you think about, I know that, um, like the last wedding I, I, I got an invite to was digital, but I know not everyone does that because they want that, like, you know, feeling of like getting the card in the mail and it's like really exciting. Um, what do you, what is your take on that? I think it's perfectly fine. Honestly, I think again, it goes back to considering where the materials are coming from. I, I mean, I love minted, um, wedding paper divas before they, they closed down was another go-to of mine. I like minted because they support local designers. Um, but there is that printing factor, you know, the energy and the materials that it requires to, to print. So it kind of just goes back to considering like what the offset is. It's funny because I was discussing with another planner, um, not too long ago, we were talking about the energy required to, to, um, maintain these huge cloud storage facilities. And I mean, we're talking like, I don't know anything about energy, um, but like off the top of my head, when I was reading it, it made sense to me, but like, I can't regurgitate it now, but basically the amount of energy that is required to keep these cloud storage, you know, internet 
digital hosting file facilities up and running like in the middle of nowhere in these third world countries because that's where it's cheapest to do business it it's it's kind of astronomical and it's kind of crazy so i think there's a lot of different ways to go about this and i don't think there's necessarily a wrong answer i think it's just a matter of being informed and understanding the impact of your decisions so if you're going to go environmental with other aspects of your bit of your um of your wedding, for example, again, your, your farm to table, um, maybe utilizing like, you know, farm tables instead of using, um, regular banquet tables that would require you to have linens that then need to be laundered or, you know, flowers that are, are fresh cut and are in, in, uh, centerpieces that aren't using floral foam. If you're using environmentalism and other factors of your event, I would say, take your invitations and your cards and, and go ahead and do that traditionally for a couple of reasons. One, Everybody loves getting a card in the mail. I think you're right. I think it does give a really huge sense of excitement, nostalgia, you know, back when like you people would get junk mail all the time and they were so excited to get emails. And now it's like everyone gets junk email all the time and all they want is like a legitimate card to come in the mail, you know, that's like addressed to them and is about something amazing. Um, but there's a way to go about it. You know, be be sure that whatever card you're using, whatever invitation suite, if you can afford it, work with a local private designer someone that's working for their family, someone that designs with a passion and from their heart, they're going to have a much better pulse on where the materials they used are sourced from. So they can help you get either like seeded paper. I don't know if you've heard of that. It's so cute. You can get paper that actually has little seeds in it so that when you're done using the material for like a save the day at a card or whatever, you can plant that in the ground. It'll compost and flowers or herbs can grow from that piece of paper because it contains seeds. Like how cute is that? And how awesome is that as a way to give something to your guests, you know, even before your wedding even begins? Um, or using recycled papers, recycled materials. You wouldn't believe, like, I went to go buy um, paper towels at the grocery store. And I'm like, looking, 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 you know, and I mean, I, I'm a little bit of a snob when it comes to paper towels. I need them to do their job. You know what I mean? I can't just have like one ply, you know, multiple wipes things going on because What's the difference in using a five ply one sheet than five pieces of one ply sheet if you have to clean the same mess? You know what I mean? And I'm looking and it's like, okay, here's the bargain brand. It's $5.99 or whatever for six rolls. And then all of the name brands, you know, Brawny and, and Quilted, whatever, Northern. And they're like $12, $13, $14. And I just think that's an absurd amount of money for paper towels. And then I look and here's a little eco package. It's still wrapped in plastic, unfortunately, but it's unbleached. And it was half the price. And the paper towels are just as good, just because they're not white, because we've become so accustomed to having white paper towels that we don't realize what happens if we, it, what, you know, what goes into that process. What's wrong with brown paper towels? They're just as absorbent. They're not bleached. So it's making those little kind of conscious decisions to realize that you can still get quality products that are maybe just a little bit different from what we're used to. There's still, yes, you're still using a paper towel. It's still wrapped in plastic. There's going to be some kind of environmental factor, but if you make a smart decision and you make an informed decision, you can really kind of balance out everything that's going into your event. So again, working with a private invitation designer that knows how to source materials, that can help you get recycled paper materials, can help you find you know those unique kind of ways um, to integrate environmentalism into your event. Handmade paper is a huge, awesome like trend that's happening. Again, there's always expenses that are attached to these types of things. But, you know, if it's something that's worth it to you 
and, and you're able to afford it, supporting a local business, a local designer who's able to source her own materials in a way that she knows to be, you know, environmentally friendly, economically sound, et cetera, that's the way to go. If you can't afford that, if that's simply not in the question, look for the websites like Minted that do offer recycled paper options and also support the work of local designers. If you don't like something that Minted is doing or another company is doing, let them know. Companies, I mean, with the internet reviews and everything, we as companies have to be responsive to our customers' needs. If customers want something, it cannot go ignored. You know, maybe one or two times, but if you have a lot of people coming at you saying, hey, Minted, we wish that you would, you know, give more royalties to your designers, or we wish that you would, you know, help show more transparency of where your recycled materials come from. They will listen. It's just going to take that demand time. So wherever you're at in your budget or in your, you know, stylistic preferences, there's going to be an answer for you to do something sustainably. Awesome. I love the take action approach. I think that's really important. And a lot of people feel like that they don't have a voice and that they get drowned out, but it really is uh, important to, you know, write a letter or, you know, leave a review or something because most companies don't want that on the internet. So they're going to try to find a way to make it work for you. So uh, I agree 100%. Um, yeah, I mean, I just had that a conversation with Beauty Counter this morning that sent my client the wrong thing, and they and they made up for it tenfold. And it's just so awesome to see that happen because they they don't want a bad rapport with anybody. So it's great. So I, I love it. Um, well, you've given us a lot of really great information. <laughs> Is there anything else that you um, wanted to touch on before we let you go? I was asked today, I put a little call out on my Instagram seeing if anybody wanted um, anything specific. Um, and one of my my dear photography vendors um, based in Arizona, Brooke and Doug Photography, they're amazing. I love them. Um, they asked if there's one thing that I could change about the industry to make it more sustainable, um, what would that be? And I, I've been thinking about it ever since. I was like, well, of course I'll talk about that. But I, I was like, what is one thing that I can think of that would literally make a difference in the industry. And I'm just going to circle back to something I already said, and that is communication and talking and having conversations with people. I would like to see industry leaders and organizations like Honeybook, like Rising Tide, again, like, you know, NACE, WIPA, all of these big organizations, um, take a stance towards sustainability and educate their members on the importance of what it is and and how to fully get there. I think that that is so important. I, I, you know, we talked about this at Wedding MBA. I'm not super far from trying to start speaking myself. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But I think most importantly, I people just need to hear that this is something that, again, is not a trend. I, I don't want to hear, I don't want to see this get greenwashed. I don't want to see, you know, companies just try to go for the marketing effect. I want to see people that truly understand that this is not an overnight fix. This is not something that is just going to, you know, peak in popularity and then fade away and we don't have to pay attention to it anymore. This is the future. This is what we are giving. This is the world, the industry that we are handing down to the next generation. And we have to take it seriously. And we have to understand that we cannot succumb to 
you know, again, trend reports or trending topics on Facebook or whatever the president has tweeted or, you know, what the left is saying versus the right. We have to be able to dig through the noise and find accountability in ourselves, especially as an industry that is not necessarily known for, you know, promoting any kind of sustainability whatsoever. So if I could change one thing, um, I would say that we need to have our leaders be accountable. We need to invest in education on what sustainable development needs to happen in order to continue to reach towards sustainability. And again, driving home the point that this is not an overnight thing. This is not something that can just you know easily be fixed or changed around. This is going to be a, a lifelong battle effectively um, that we as as industry leaders, as participants, as vendors, as, as consumers, as people need to just continue to keep in the forefront of our mind. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of a roundabout answer, but I think that would be my, my ultimate answer is just keep going, keep asking questions, you know, never settle, keep going, but also know that it's okay if you can't find the answer that you're looking for right away because it simply might not exist. And then you have the opportunity to educate, you know, to be the change, to let other people know what your experience is. So talk, 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 keep going, keep chatting, make it happen. Love it. Well, thank you so much for all that info. And I know a lot of listeners are totally into beauty. And so I guess uh, what I would say is to, you know, when it comes to sustainability, it's about shopping um, and buying locally. And there are a lot of amazing uh, people who create beauty products that are safe and that have enough preservatives where it won't grow bacteria, who are, you know, cruelty-free, USDA organic, who uh, are are actually made and sourced, their ingredients are sourced locally. You know, when we're talking about shipping from overseas or even from across the country, um, you know, it it's just more emissions. There's, there's more. And then you're paying a higher price um, because you're paying for for all of that extra shipping and things like that, shipping and handling. So I think that, you know, with my business, I feel really good about in the beauty space, um, knowing that I'm sourcing everything from California. Um, very rarely am I going on Amazon and, and purchasing something there. I like to go in person, um, into shops, into Credo, um, buying things in San Francisco. Um, and I've really cut down a lot on my waist this year. Um, which, you know, it's, it's all about small changes in sustainability. There's so many things you can do. And once you start doing them, you, you feel, you feel really good. It's like a really nice, warm feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, so I love that you were able to finally make it on the show. Thank you so much for all of your um, tips and tricks on anyone planning uh, a wedding or an event, um, how can someone contact you? Because I know everyone listening that is planning something is going to want to call you now. Sure. Um, so you can find us really anywhere. The company is again, Miralwed, M-I-R-A-W-E-D. And that is our website. So www.miralwed.com. You can find us on Instagram at Miralwed, Twitter at Miralwed, and then also Facebook at Miralwed. And um, we're more than happy to share any information that we can. We offer complimentary consultations for anyone inquiring about an event. So even if uh, you know you you just 
you know, maybe you already have a planner, you have a venue, you think you're pretty much set to go, you just want some information, please don't hesitate to reach out. It's definitely worth it to us to, you know, again, have those conversations and um, see how we can bring some sustainable, you know, tips and tricks and enlightenment to your planning process and, uh, and, you know, see what we can do for you. So yes, please do contact us. All right. So that's it for this week's episode on the Clean Beauty Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. And don't forget to head over to iTunes to review, rate, and subscribe to the channel. Until next week, stay beautiful. Stay beautiful.